Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Oh, just FYI, I still get videos. So if you guys ever want to look at all the videos I get, uh, he's going to be a guy that's going to come in here and he's going to have to compete. You know, we like some of the guys, you know, Mason Cole, like I t- talked about last night, who we traded a six-round pick for earlier in this process. Uh, you know, we signed Dakota Dozer back. So we're going to have a lot of competition up front, but that's what we needed to do. We needed to get better on the offensive line up front. I think uh, we've got some very talented young guys that are going to come in, and, and you're going to see a very competitive group. I know, you know, one of the first games I flipped on was the Florida game uh, where he ended up winning a big game down at Texas A&M. Had a big game against North Carolina, I believe, in the bowl game where he played very well. And then watching him down at the Senior Bowl. So he has a little different skill set than Kirk. So, But I know uh, just talking with our offensive coaches that uh, we feel that the mobility part of things may add some value to, uh, to him as a quarterback and to this system. Hmm, Rick Spielman talking about Kellen Mond in a couple of those clips showing us he still gets video, apparently. Were people just texting him video of Kellen Mond? Is that what he was? No, he he was like t- talking about guys that probably weren't going to be drafted. Like he just oh, said, I get arbitrary. Okay. I get arbitrary I people just are like, hey, watch, watch me run are like, the hey, 40. Look at my guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's playing German football. He's Morris Bordinger. <laughs> Mobo. He's mo- yeah, Mobo. He's, he's the next Mobo. <laughs> uh, this is Purple Daily presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Mackie and Judd and our executive producer, Declan Goff. And what a, just before we dive in, we, we're going to go Kellen Mond heavy here. You know, Judd's been grinding film as well on Vikings draft picks over the weekend. And we have a way too early 2022 mock draft. You thought mock season was over, but it is not. It's just getting started for 2022. Uh, but, boys, what a fun weekend. We did uh, a couple of live streams. Declan did a Ventline wrap last night. And uh, we just had, by all accounts uh, across our podcast and YouTube channels, Purple Daily and Score North, we had a record weekend. So thanks, thanks to all of you. We added uh, 1,000 subscribers to the Purple Daily channel in the last 28 days, which is uh, pretty awesome for us. And uh, in turn, we love giving you daily Vikings content, daily Vikings entertainment. So that was a blast. I think it's going to be our Friday night tradition to uh, get a few cocktails in us and break down rounds 
two, three, and speculate rounds four going forward. Super fun. So, all right, here's the first question, all right? This phone call the Vikings made to Kirk Cousins, reportedly. Hey, Kirk, just Kirk so you know, <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not going to make the same mistake the Packers did. We are going to draft a quarterback. We still love you. You're still our guy. Don't worry about your job or anything like that. Uh, your, your, your thoughts on the way the Vikings handled the drafting of Kellen Mond with Kirk Cousins, especially compared to their NFC North counterpart and how that has played out the last year. I would love to be able to find that call and, and like here, my guess is with Kirk, it got uncomfortable, not like contentious, you like that? You like that? but like, Hey Kirk, it's Clint. Hey Clint, what's up? Uh, not too much. Um, man, what a day today, huh? Whoo, draft, draft's tough. Yeah, Clint, that's, that's true. So what else are you doing, Kirk? It just yeah. goes on and oh, on. Just, just gr- grilling some yeah. mystery meat. Oh, going to post better. on my Instagram. That's taking awesome. Taking another ro- taking a rock out of my uh, so, my countdown to death. So Clint, why'd you call? Um, yeah, about that. Uh, yeah, we. Um, uh, yeah, we're going to um, uh, draft a quarterback. What? Click. <laughs> we're, no, we're going to draft a quarterback. Uh, it's nothing again. You know what? You, we love you. We love you. You are so good. But yeah, we're going to draft a quarterback. Um, why? Well, you know, I mean, you're just thinking about the future. I, I just, I would love to hear the back and forth because I can't believe that a phone call like that with Kirk is comfortable. Well, there's, there's no comfortable way to have the discussion, right? Like, yeah, you're drafting a. I mean, the the Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo years ago as a second round pick, sort of anticipating. All right, Brady's like in his late 30s. Yeah. He's still really good, but there's really there's really no other way to frame it. Like. If we're looking for backups, we'll find backups that, that can hold clipboards later, right? But when you're drafting quarterbacks in the first, second, and third rounds, yep. you're looking for guys to replace, not now and not immediately, and we'll answer that question here, but you're, you're, the, the clock is ticking in your mind on your current quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's why the Packers drafted Jordan Love in the first round, and that's why the Vikings drafted Kellen Mond with the 66th pick, right? There's no other way to frame it. So... um I think Kirk's going to be uncomfortable. I don't think Kirk loves the idea of being pushed. I think he I think he I think he likes having that sort of non-threatening pseudo assistant coach type backup like Sean Mannion has been. And now just think about how different the dynamic is going to be when they were 1 in 5 last year and he threw an interception to start the game against the Falcons in one of those games. And it, I mean, if there was fans in that stadium, they would have booed that team, and they would have booed Kirk off the field. Right? It would have been, it would have been ugly. Yes. And so they're lucky there were no fans there. But ultimately, there was really no chance of him actually being benched. I think you wrote an article at the time for scorenorth.com, like, and Courtney did for ESPN.com. Like, you got to, you might have to bench this guy. Yes. But, but for what? Like, what right. would you Sean bench Manning. him for last year? Right. And now, I don't think Kellen Mond's going to be ready to come into a game in like week four, but. Now there's actually someone behind him that fans and the organization view as someone who could take over as the starting quarterback. So the the dynamic is very different now than it was four days ago. Yeah, in, in fact, I tweeted this. Um, I got a couple notes. So I think people are confused here just a bit, okay? Kellen was not drafted. I mean, Rick's not lying. Kellen was not drafted to replace Kirk right now. Like, no way. No way, no how. Um, so, yes, he falls into, in that sense, a developmental category. But it's not 
Nate Stanley of, oh my God, we might develop in him, and now he's on the practice squad. And it is a developmental category. And I got uh, tweets saying, Calamon's no threat here. I mean, he he might fail, which is true. He might. He might fail, and he's no threat. And I said, okay, if you think he's no threat, you're wrong. He is a threat long-term to Kirk. And I said, what this does most importantly, and I mean this um, as a pro-Viking statement, okay? What this does is it at least establishes an expiration date on Kirk as the quarterback of this team. Now, is it going to be Mond? We don't know that. But when you have behind Kirk, when you have Mannion, Browning, and Stanley, there is no expiration date on Kirk. He is going to sit in the freezer as long as he wants or in the fridge, you know? And, sounds and cryptic. Well, I'm just saying, if you go easy, look, e- e- easy Jack Nicholson from The Shining, just if, putting people in the freezer. If you if you go if you go into your fridge right now, I'm sure that if you start to check out the expiration dates, there are a few things that got pushed to the back and yeah. and are there's old. Some ahi, there's some ahi tuna in there, but they just there sat is. there. But they just sat there and they never got tossed out. This now gives the Vikings the ability to have. It's it's clear that they're they want to have, and this is the most important thing to me. So, again, it doesn't come back to if Kellen Mond's not a star, they screwed up. This, the most important thing to me is this for the first time in a long time, and certainly since Kirk got here, Phil, establishes that the Vikings want to have a succession plan and that they need to put an expiration date potentially on Kirk. And that's an incredibly important step. And the way that they got here, the way that where they took Mond, what they're doing – I think is one of the smartest quarterback plays that I've seen from a franchise that's had some real missteps with that position in a long time. Yeah. Um, I think to answer the question here of when will Kellen Mond take over best case scenario? Now, worst case scenario, he's just not very good and he's too rigid and all the things that maybe have held him back from being a higher draft pick come to fruition, right? He's just, He's got that Jimbo Fisher sort of rigidity to him. Um, so there, there is a worst case scenario where he's just a bust, right? Or that, or he's just, he's a backup or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, now the upside would be the Vikings assistants and Clint Kubiak. They work with him behind the scenes. Kirk lends a hand even and shows him some things in the NFL because Kirk is a good NFL quarterback and he can soak things in for a while and he's ready if needed for, by the way, I think, uh, his base set so his his cap number will be nine hundred fifty million dollars this year, thousand. and it'll go up to one point. I'm sorry, a thousand. Yep, uh, and then it'll go up to one point six million in the fourth year of his contract. So so Kellen Mond will make nine hundred fifty thousand to the cap, one point two million to the cap, one point four million to the cap, one point six million to the cap. But because he wasn't a first round pick, you only get him for four years at that price. Which means, I think, best case scenario, he is the Vikings starting quarterback week one of the 2022 season, which is the year that Kirk Cousins, as of right now, has the second highest cap hit in the NFL. And the question you're going to ask as a franchise isn't, who's the better quarterback for week one, 2022? Very obviously, Kirk Cousins, I would think. Maybe not, but I would think Kirk Cousins is just going to be straight up the better quarterback. It's... What's the better value for the franchise? A guy who's eating up 43 or $45 million to your cap, almost 25% of your team's salary cap in 2022, yep. or a guy that eats up 
$1.6 million in his fourth year, $1 million in 2022, right? It makes fiscal sense for the Vikings to do this if all things go well for week one of 2022. Am I, am I too fast on that clock? Um, potentially, but your idea is, is spot on. And I am willing to bet that they have the same thought. And here's why. Uh, to, to go back to the, the uh, discussion that we had about this last week, I believe if you go to over the cap and check it out, Kirk Cousins can be traded after next season, and I think it's ten million in dead cap money, but you save yes. thirty five. Correct. So yes. I mean, it is it is an enormous, and and there would be a team that would trade for Kirk. I think from a business standpoint, this is all this now is smart, and here's why. The Vikings almost certainly went to Kirk in March and said, we'd like to redo your contract. I'm sure they talked about an extension and bringing the cap, uh, the cap hits down for 2021 and 22. And Kirk quite clearly has gone on the record as saying, no, peace out. I'm good. I'm good here. I like my contract. It's a good contract. Um, and, and right now the 2022 season is guaranteed, which would then flip to a different team if he got, got traded. But as soon as Kirk said that, the Vikings' philosophy had to be, and it looks like it was, okay, cool, that's fine, but we are going to have now a real contingency plan. So it's not going to be Mannion's your backup now again, right? The contingency plan is going to be we are going to attempt to find, and attempt is the key word here, it's attempt, attempt to find and develop a quarterback behind you who – if things go according to plan and he and he has um a makes progress behind the scenes in 21 that you can make that cousins trade cuz i guarantee you can trade him and start 22 with mond who's dirt cheap and as we also discussed and this is the most important thing this comes down to a this potentially comes down to a very simple question do you for 2022 value Kirk Cousins' presence as your quarterback or Daniil Hunter, if totally healthy, as your dominant left end there? Because mm-hmm. because I think to give Daniil what he wants, if he is willing to be patient, and that's an F as well, but if he's willing to be patient, I think it's very much going to come down to how are you going to find the room to pay him? And part of that comes from subtracting the cap hit of Kirk Cousins. Yep, and that's and that's what this is all about. I mean, if this was if if this was like Major League Baseball where you just had unlimited resources that you could spend on a roster and it was just based on who brings in the most revenue and who wants to spend the most, right? Well, it would very rarely make sense to move off a good player in his prime for financial reasons, cuz why would you, right? Unless you're like leaking money as a franchise. Mm-hmm. But in the NFL, there's a salary cap, and that's the, that's the entire when we when we sit here on the show and we talk about wanting the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. A lot of it is, and our criticisms are how they allocate money to the cap, right? They spend, you know, their their their, their second highest player to the cap last year was Daniil Hunter, or I'm sorry, uh, Anthony Barr, for instance, right? A linebacker, their second best linebacker. They're paying Dalvin Cook a lot of money. They're paying a good quarterback great money. And so our criticisms have been, well, where's the room to pay offensive linemen? You want Joe Tooney in free agency, you can't afford him because Kirk has this bloated contract, right? So if you moved on from that contract after 2021, let's see, you trade him, you take the $10 million cap hit off a trade, but you save $35 million, you know, subtract the $1 million from 
uh, Kellen Mond's contract, and you're like you're you're saving thirty four million dollars at that position in two thousand twenty two, and now you get to spend that on a Daniil Hunter extension and or a Brian O'Neill extension and or free agents, and that doesn't count other players that you might say goodbye to or uh, or restructure on your roster, and so it just gives you so much flexibility. Now I get that there would be risk in moving off of a proven known commodity quarterback and cousins for an inexperienced guy. And he could turn into Tavares Jackson or Christian Ponder. He absolutely could. But the Vikings went 10 and 6 with both of those quarterbacks too, even though they were bad because they built the roster around them and those guys didn't make very much money. Mm-hmm. So for for all those reasons, it's not a debate over who's going to be the better actual quarterback week 1 2022. It's a debate over the best way to build your roster to maximize your chances to win. And that's why I think all eyes are on 2022 and how Mon develops over the next year or so. And if Mike comes back, he's faced with this. Do you want Daniil or Kirk? And 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 if Kirk's gone, there might be some pain there. It might be tough. But you're going to be a lot unhappier of camper if Hunter is gone. And so the choice here, and and the thing that's intriguing, if Mon develops, so and he gets a year to basically sit and watch and practice and and be fine-tuned, okay? I will say this. I am incredibly intrigued by the skill set in grinding film that he brings that Kirk, and this is, again, this is not Kirk's fault. It's not him, that Kirk doesn't have. I, the, there is a 2021-22 quarterback skill set with Mond that if he makes the correct progression – there are going to be problems. He's going to throw some picks. I get that. The the accuracy of Kirk is superior to Mond right now. All of that, I get it. But when you watch that film, doesn't it intrigue you what he can do and what yeah. Kirk just simply can't do? I mean, aren't you like, does, yeah. ooh, that might be, that might be a good uh, uh, thing to have in your arsenal in 2022. <laughs> yeah, speaking of film, by the way, how much, okay, admit it, I, I was on YouTube. A lot more after I knew who the Vikings were, were drafting. Right, I was on YouTube watching Kellen Mond breakdowns. Uh, J.T. O'Sullivan did a great break, a three-part breakdown on his quarterback school YouTube channel. Love it. And in one of the videos, he was outlining the first play of the Texas A&M-Alabama game from this last season. And it was, all, it was very much a meat-and-potatoes dive, like a film study dive, but he was showing... This may look like a standard throw, but here's why it's not. And here's why this type of throw means that Kellen Mond thinks another level ahead of most college quarterbacks. Interesting. And it was, there was the, the route, con- that's right, the route concept. Route oh, concepts oh. are important. Was on the right side of the line, you had bubble screen action coming from, I think it might have even been a receiver in motion coming for a bubble screen around to the right side. So like kind of a kind of a wheel route a little bit, right? He's rounding the route off so he's available. Yes. And then the receiver on the right side is running a slant route over the middle. And what happened on this play was the left defensive end. So as you're the quarterback, I guess it would be the defensive end to your right. He comes on and uh and and breaks free essentially. And so the quarterback Kellen Mond has to make a decision. 
okay, the ball is snapped. This guy is unblocked coming at me. And JTL Sullivan said the easy throw here is just throw it to the wheel route like he's running out of the backfield. Just throw it over there to the right, Mm -hmm. and whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. The harder throw is to throw the slant before the receiver has gotten to his spot. Oh, because there's a that takes there's guts. a defender there's a defender in your face. Yes, and you're throwing a slant to a spot where the oh. where the receiver has not gotten to yet. Cojones. And for that reason, he broke down that one play for like six minutes. Football. That's awesome. I saw that I saw that one play, and I was like, I know Kirk can do that sort of too, but I don't care, man. I'm in on Kellen Mond day one, baby. Just call that <laughs> same play, the same play all game long. Handoff to Dalvin, and that exact same play that I saw. Uh, in that film from JTO Sullivan. <laughs> oh, I love it. And you know what though? I think Mond so so I think Mond versus Kirk. Um Mond has and this is good and bad. Mond has a cannon for an arm and is willing to thread the ball in to a guy where Kirk doesn't like to cuz it might get picked off. Now that's the problem. But uh yeah, I think I think there's some I think there's there there. Like I don't think this is a it might not work, but I am hesitant to be too um, cynical about it right now because off the point that you're talking about, I think that the year of development potentially could be huge, like really important. Here. And this is why I love – this is the other thing about it being a third-round pick. I love the fact that there will be fan pressure, but the team knows he really can't play it or shouldn't play it. Like, this is all about you're going to learn, film study, practice, refinement, right? Like, if it's a first-round pick, you know as well as I do that by about week six, we're all like, well, he better play or or he's going to be ruined. (laughs) When you take out that that pressure with a guy that's got some talent, I love the ability to sit back and be able to learn to actually, actually have you prepared much more to play the following season. But that pressure is still going to exist, even though he's a third round pick. Like I can, all right. Like Declan, if Kirk has a terrible three game stretch in September or early October, are we not going to hear cries for Kellen Mond? Yes, well, fan base, you will. Pe- yeah. pe- people aren't going to be like, well, yeah, it'd be nice to see the backup quarterback, but I don't know no. if he's ready with film study yet. Like people are going to say, put him in now. Him in. That's what people are going to say. Right, but they, but that's fans. That's us. I'm talking about from a team standpoint. From a team standpoint, you know, pressure too. You know as well as I Jobs do. Though, on the line. If it's a first round, if it's a first round pick, okay, everybody, including the team, feels pressure. And I think when it's a first round pick, the problem starts upstairs. Owners are like, "You took this guy in the first round." I think there's a internally. I think there's a much easier path to say. Okay, Ziggy and Mark, the fans are complaining that they're mad. We're not there yet. And we told you, you get, we wouldn't be there yet. Do you think if they had draft, let's say the Kellen Mond draft, let's say he had played his senior season at Oklahoma, at Texas A&M last year, and they had made this pick last year, and he was the backup quarterback last year, and the Vikings are 1-5, and five, headed into a bye week, and Kirk was playing like garbage, led the league in interceptions, right? He had like 11 picks in the first five or six games. Correct. How do you think they would have handled that last year? The cries for Kellen Mond would have been off the charts. Mm-hmm. Do you think Do you think they would have felt pressure coming out of the bye to go with Kellen Mond? I think they might have felt some pressure, but I don't think if it was an exact parallel of a third-round pick, I don't think they'd do it. I really don't. I think there's a very good case to be made here that unless Kirk gets hurt, which he... To Kirk's credit, 
ordinarily does not. I think there's a really good case to be made here to everyone who's important with this team that this is going to be a work in progress. I think you're giving a lot of credit to a franchise that once put Josh Freeman in a Monday night football game with like four days of prep. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what though? I mean, like Rick Spielman right. was the GM when that happened too. But Les was so. the coach. That, but here, <laughs> but my my point is this: I like what they did here, but you've got to see it through in the right way. Yeah. Like now is not the time to be like we picked him. Let's let's audible and let's play. Let's have him play. If I like, I really like what they've done here. But you've got to let this play out in the right way. So if you're gonna um, get it, so if if Kirk's gonna get off to a bad start, and you're gonna be like, let's play Kellen Mond. There's a very good chance that you're going to ruin Kellen Mond. Yeah. So just final poll, and then we'll get into some other stuff here. Declan, best case scenario, Kellen Mond is the starting quarterback for the Vikings when? 2022. I'm I'm doubling down what you guys just said, too, or what Phil said earlier in the pod, that the, the best case scenario is he doesn't touch the field in 2021. That the Vikings roll, your offensive line is better, Justin Jefferson takes another step. Um, you have all these weapons that are ready to roll. Your defense, I think, is going to be improved. I, I'm still skeptical that it gets back to being a top 10 level, but it's it's improved. There's no way it's the same or worse than it was last season pending catastrophic injuries. And with Kellen Mond, yeah, he's a project. He This is not a guy who's going to be ready to step in. You know, Teddy, I think Teddy was mostly ready. He was thrown to the fire a little bit because Castle got hurt early in that 2014 season. But everyone knew Teddy was mostly going to be ready. It was can he rise up and can he be even better than just being NFL ready, right? But Kellen Mond is an athletic freak, but definitely has some flaws to his game and is going to benefit, I think, from definitely sitting for a year and being in that room. So best case scenario is he does not touch the field at all in 2021. Are we all? Uh, oh, yeah. 2022. Yeah. Okay. Ideally, yes. Is there is there any way it's 2023? Is there any way that they I don't, I don't think there's any way Kirk plays on a forty five million dollar cap number for next year. So um, so part of my logic here is. They have two choices then. then. Yeah. They'll, they'll either trade him, cut him, which doesn't make sense. Somebody no. will give him a later on pick or, or, or early round pick, depending on how good he is. And it's guaranteed. Too. Um, or, or they extend him, thus negating the value of Kellen Mond to begin with, unless they think he's a backup. If they think Kellen Mond's a backup, then none of this conversation matters. I think right now, as we discuss this, your idea is right. I think they are thinking that. I, I think they... I think when Kirk told them I'm good on my contract, they internally said we have to find his replacement for 22. Now, if Mon comes in and stinks the joint out, it might change things completely because Kirk is not a disaster. But if Mon comes in and shows the requisite development, I think that I think that internally they have probably said the exact same things that we just did. So, uh, Judd, do you want to uh, give us any additional film observations from your weekend watching mm-hmm. these Vikings traffic, oh. or do you want to get right into the way too early 2022? I'd like to give a couple. I'd like to give a couple things very, very quickly. Okay, football. First time in first time in feels like forever. I'm actually excited to see the Vikings offensive line. <laughs> the Darisau pick I love. Wyatt Davis, third round pick. I think he's going to step in at right guard. I think Ezra Cleveland is going to shift to left guard. And here's what I love. Derrissaw and Davis are big bodies. Now, I don't know. Perhaps they can zone block and they're athletic. And if they are, congratulations. But I want some O-linemen that can kick some opponent ass. And I'm tired of this. We got a guy, and look how quick he gets 10 yards down the field to block for Dalvin. And meanwhile, quarterback's getting killed, okay? (laughs) I love the fact that they said, where's the beef? 
Here's the beef right here. This is going to be <laughs> if Football. if this offensive line has some issues with run blocking, my confidence in Dalvin Cook is really high. I think he's still going to be damn good, right? When they have issues in pass protection, my confidence is very low. I love the fact that they got two big guys, and I love the fact that they are at least going back to we have to have guys who are tough up front. Yeah, Wyatt, Wyatt Davis might have been, in, in terms of just pure on-paper value, might have been the best value pick the Vikings had all weekend. So he went 86th off the board, third-round pick, 86th. He was the 61st-ranked player on PFF's board, and he was 53rd on the consensus big board, of like the 60 different big boards out there in the Macosphere, with a peak of 11. Somebody had him, I don't know which one, I, I'd have to go dig, but like somebody had him 11th on a big board. That's remarkable. Somewhere on the internet. Wow. So uh, to get to get a guy that was graded widely as a second-round pick and maybe even like a borderline first-round pick, uh, some injury issues might have scared some teams off. To get him with the 86th pick is great, and I'm with you. I mean, they this what I'm about to say speaks more to how shaky their offensive line has been, but they may have found 40% of their offensive line starters in this draft over the weekend. Yeah. In Derrissaw and, and Wyatt. Davis I think they did. Yeah. Very interesting. I think you're right. Uh, last thing. Last third-round pick, Patrick Jones, the second defensive end pit. I'm going to tell you this right now, and I'm not guaranteeing it, but I think that there's a parallel in thought process. Okay, Phil Mackey? Patrick Jones, the second, is known as, as a guy that can rush the QB, but outside of that, his game is lacking. Okay? 17 and a half sacks the past two years, though. I think he is their new project, Daniil Hunter-like guy. Like, all he does is rush the quarterback and get sacks. Okay, I can work with that, right? I am yeah. not saying it's going to work. It might blow up. He might be on the practice squad. Hell, in a year, he might be gone. But I am saying that when you look at a guy who is who is six foot four, two hundred and sixty one pounds, uh, and you've got a coaching staff defensively that's damn good, they are. We know that. I think that they looked and said, "Oh, all he does is rush the passer. Give him to us." Yeah. And you know what? All he really has to do, I mean, yeah, they are looking for a starting edge rusher to play like 800 snaps, but, you know, it might be that they have to mix and match. Maybe maybe DJ Wanham plays 400 snaps, and maybe Patrick Jones plays 200 snaps, mostly on third downs or something, right? Mm-hmm. Not even counting, by the way, Janarius Robinson. Football. The defensive end out of Florida State, the Vikings took with a 134th pick, and credit to our guy Randy in Cottage Grove, Actually, Dex, do we have that audio nearby? Can we play yep. uh, the evidence of Randy in Cottage Grove, who has nailed Mike Hughes in the first round? He nailed Justin Jefferson in the first round, and he took his talents to the middle of the draft when he came on our show two days before on Mackie and Judd and said this. Now we go to 90, and Zim's going to get a new toy, as they say. Janarius <laughs> uh, Robinson uh, from Florida State, he, he can really fly off the edge. And he's going to be a fun bookend there for uh, Daniel Hunter. Uh, Janarius Robinson is, is is a great value at ninety. I love that pick. That's damn good. Way to go, Randy. Yeah, people get all people get get all hot and bothered by Mel Kiper and Todd McShay and Daniel Jeremiah. What's in Randy those cocktails? That's a question, Randy. What's in those cocktails? Draft he's genius, mock, uh, mock uh, juice. 
<laughs> God. I don't I even want to uh, boys, you thought mock draft season was over. You thought wrong because mock draft season is just beginning on FoxSports.com. Amazing. This is a way too early 2022 NFL mock draft by Jason McIntyre. Presented by our friends at Federated <laughs> Mutual Insurance Company. Looking for insurance for your quarterback? Vikings picks them up. Looking for insurance to protect your quarterback along the left side of the offensive line. Vikings found some of that, too. If you're looking for insurance to protect your business, Federated Mutual Insurance Company has been around in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years. They're one of us, based in Owatonna. And they have been providing blindside protection Uh-oh. for businesses. Oh, for look at what you did period. there. That's right. Nice. Federated is here. Frontline protection, risk management tools, Never lose an ounce of sleep because you're worried about risk and your business. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com. Remember, Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Now, one of the most interesting things about these way-too-early mock drafts is where the mockers have each team, right? Because it's sort of a yes. it's a, it's a thought exercise in how bad or good do they think these teams are going to be. Absolutely. I have not looked at this at all, so we're all consuming this for the first time. Jason McIntyre. Has JT Daniels, quarterback Georgia, going to the Detroit Lions, number one overall next year. So Jared Goff is not going to do the trick in Detroit. And Dan Campbell is about to win two games, it sounds like. And then get fired. And then bite some kneecaps on his way out the door. Houston Texans taking Desmond Ritter, quarterback from Cincinnati, which is interesting. There's a few different reasons why Deshaun Watson may not be playing in Houston much longer. Yeah. See what happens. Uh, let's see. Eagles taking an edge rusher from Oregon. Let's just kind of fly through this here. Bengals at four. Raiders at five, the, taking Spencer Rattler, quarterback, Oklahoma. Are the Bengals going to be that bad again? I mean, they're they're not going to be great, right? And no, Joe but Burrow dra- might not start week one. No, but drafting fourth is more than not great. Yeah, it's like five wins. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, are you like... The Ravens are in that division. The Steelers are always formidable. The Browns are good. That's a tough division. Yeah. I, I don't see the Bengals like making the playoffs this year. I'd put them at seven or eight wins, probably. They're still the Bengals yeah. until they prove otherwise. All right. All right. The, the Jets at six, so still kind of a train wreck. Wow. Patriots at seven. Oh, that's a bad year for Belichick. Yeah, don't draft Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Good point. Okay, so Giants at eight here, yep. and that's that includes the Justin Fields trade of this year's first round. So pick. that's the Bears. So that's the Bears. Pick. Yep. So they got the the Bears at as the eighth worst team. Yep. Titans taking the fourth quarterback here, Sam Howell, quarterback, North Carolina. Okay. So still no Vikings. It's good. No train wreck here. Carolina Panthers at tenth. Eagles at eleventh. Oh, wow. Vikings at 12th here. That's not great. Drafting That's... edge rusher Drake Jackson from USC. This is Jackson what I wanted has... from McShay because I predicted that they would mock a defensive player to the Vikings. Darn it. Yeah, Jackson has tallied seven and a half sacks and 17 tackles for loss in two seasons. That's all the information we get. You want to mock? Mock! Can you drag down to the Packers? I'm curious where they're predicting the Packers are going to finish then. Another oh, quarterback, Jaden Daniels, now that, to Arizona State. That might not be a bad pick for them at that point. Cal- Let's see. They've got the Packers. I mean, the fact the fact that the Packers are up here somewhere means that Rodgers is playing, right? Yeah. They're, yeah, I mean, we're to 
two, and we still don't have the Packers. Four, twenty-five. Oh, what the? Twenty-six, twenty-seven. Cleveland, Cleveland drafting twenty-seven. Yeah, we're in NFC Championship game. Too. Twenty-eight. They've got the Packers drafting Chris. Is it Olave or Ole from Packers? Ain't taking Ohio a wide State. receiver in the first round. They don't do that. It says obviously this Packers prediction is with Aaron Rodgers under center in 2021. Yeah. My man, that ain't happening. They got the Bills 29th. That ain't happening. They got so who's looking the, look looking for Tanner Morgan here. Tampa Bay back in the, no Kansas no City. So the Super Bowl is wait a second. Oh, they got okay, the Rams. Lions, in the oh, Super Bowl. he's got the Rams. He's got the, the Rams, Rams in the Super Bowl. Wow, the Rams and the Chiefs. Yep. In this, and then he's got the Rams winning the Super Bowl, or is that is that right? Yeah. Yep, 32nd. That's the team that went wow. Super Bowl. Wow. That's the hottest take on this mock. No kidding. The Rams winning the Super Bowl. All right. I want a mock. Mock. Cool. All right, boys. That's the way too early. Now, we haven't got. Todd McShay, I feel like, is the official way too early. He's got to do drafting. one. I have not seen one. For my write that down purposes, he's got to do one. He's very public about how much he hates it. Yeah, so but maybe, that's why maybe, it's fun. Maybe he finally that's why it's it fun. Out of his contract. Probably just hates it. I love these mocks. Let me just Google here. Todd McShay, 2022 mock draft. All right. He does not have one yet. Okay. He does not have well, one Well, I'm very disappointed. Is it possible that he renegotiated his contract? He's I'll take less money. What happens to my don't make write that do down really mock. if he doesn't do it? It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, you miss it. It was, it was a parlay, really. It was he will do a mock draft, and it will say this. If he does not do a mock draft, wrong. I feel that I have a lawsuit against him for... Wrong. I feel that I have a lawsuit against him because he broke the promise that he always does that mock draft. He not, now he's costing you money because right. your value as an entertainer is predicated on, on him, him having doing this his content for you to job, McShay. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Well, <laughs> that puts a wrap. Now, tomorrow, we were going to do this today, but we got really deep into the Kellen Mond hypotheticals. I think tomorrow we should start to set some expectations around mm-hmm. here. Okay. What is the bar? for the 2021 Minnesota Vikings. Let's think on that overnight. Stay up all night if you have to, to ponder that important question. And we'll dive into it on tomorrow's episode. That work for you guys? Oh, oh, yeah. I'll be up all night for I'm sure ready. now. Yeah. I won't and sleep I know Declan's been Declan's been working on some guests. I know at some point we'll get PFF Eric. We've, uh, we're trying to get Chris Sims because he's so high on Kellen Mond. And so uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition this week too. But that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily, presented by TCL. Daily Vikings Entertainment. Please click subscribe and like on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And check out Mackie and Judd, our other daily show as well. We'll see you guys tomorrow.